On this episode of Street Lives Podcast, presented by the Coffee Oasis, I have uh, the manager of the Coffee Oasis Crisis Intervention Team joining me. Today we'll discuss uh, what the Coffee Oasis offers our youth in crisis and ways that other people can even get involved um, to help youth when they need it. Let's get into it. The Coffee Oasis presents Street Lives, a podcast created to give you a personal glimpse into life on the streets and updates about the Coffee Oasis. The Coffee Oasis is a faith-based nonprofit in Washington State that exists to change the world for homeless youth in one community after another through evidence-based programs supported by sustainable coffee businesses. With over 40,000 students experiencing homelessness in the state of Washington each year, there's a problem. The problem is that so many people that are aged between 13 and 25 are homeless. And our aim with this podcast is to share with you the solution that we've come up with, loving those students. Now you may be asking what that looks like. And for us, that looks like a series of youth programs that we've developed. And on this podcast, we're going to tell you stories and information about the people that we interact with, because we believe that it's our job to change the world for homeless youth. Street Lives is their story and the story of those that love them. My name is Cody Clark, and let's walk through this together. Well, good morning, listeners. Thank you so much uh, for joining me today on today's episode of Street Lives podcast presented by the Coffee Oasis. Uh, Did you know? that according to the Suicide Awareness of Voices of Education, or SAVE, uh, suicide is the second leading cause of death for 15 to 24-year-old Americans. Um, and, th- and that uh, is also given to us by the CDC. Um, and that um, LGBT youth are three times more likely uh, than straight uh, youth to attempt suicide at some point in their lives. How, how crazy is that? Um, it, it's with statistics like this that we knew at the Coffee Oasis we had to do something and reach out to youth in our area. So how do we do that? How do we show youth that there is hope out there? That there are people out there that care about them even though they don't know them? Well, that is a great question. And today we're going to uh, talk about that um, and some other great resources for youth experiencing crisis um, and what crisis looks like in the eyes of youth in our own communities. Uh, I'm going to be speaking with Josh Goss, uh, who is the crisis intervention team manager for the Coffee Oasis. And we are going to talk about um, how he and his team are working to help youth in crisis in our own community. So let's get into it. So I just want to welcome Josh. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Can you uh, introduce yourself? Um, tell me your name, what you do at Coffee O, and, and maybe a fun fact. Yeah, so my name is Joshua Goss. I manage the Crisis Response and Intervention Program. 
And the fun fact about me is that my wife and I adopted our three foster kids uh, last year. And uh, so we have a two, three, and four-year-old in our house. And it is absolutely nuts. That was last year. I just realized that. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, so can you, can you tell us, when we talk about crisis and crisis intervention, um, what is crisis? So when we talk about crisis, we're talking about anything that is above and beyond a person's normal coping skills, uh, normally what they can get through by themselves. Uh, their emotions are so overwhelmed that uh, they become irrational and they don't know how to fix the problem that they're having. Um, we usually identify it as pain is personally defined. Uh, an example of that that I do in training is, I tell people, I ask, I ask the audiences, if I cut my finger and it's bleeding, am I in crisis? And most people will say, no, that's, that's stupid, get a Band-Aid. But if I ask it in a different way, say, I've cut my finger, I've been bleeding, and it triggers me to a response that I remember back in my history of where I watched a dog bite my leg and blood all over, then I'm now in crisis. And they identify with that. Yeah, and, and it, it, it's crazy because for, for all of our youth, it, it sounds like crisis can be, um, can, be, can be different per youth, you know? So can you, um, what does that normally look like for the youth that we serve at the Coffee Oasis? Uh, for our youth, you know, uh, you know we serve uh, at-risk and homeless youth. Being homeless is a crisis situation. They're oh, for not sure. They're stably uh, uh, housed. Uh, they're living in tents. They're living you know, among, uh, amongst rats and other creatures and animals. They don't have food. Um, so that's a huge crisis for the youth that we serve. But other crises that we uh, often see are, um, especially dealing with uh, the times right now, are, are suicidal ideation, anxiety over uh, whether school's going to continue uh, online or if they're going to be back in the classrooms. Uh, a lot of our youth, uh, especially during this time uh, with the uh, pandemic, a lot of our youth are stuck at home, and uh, some of those homes are toxic environments. They're, they're kind of chained there uh, and have to deal with uh, what would normally be uh, uh, you know, a time of where they're in school, getting away from that family and allowing themselves to, to just get a break from their families. Now they're having to deal with that even more. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I personally, you know, if you go back to, um, I think it was, episode three or four, um, or no, maybe it might be episode two, actually, um, when we talk about COVID and um, specifically, you know, I, I talked to one of the youth that we serve and he was, he was very concerned because, I mean, you know, so he's, he's a homeless youth um, and he knew that he's more susceptible, you know, that he's got a higher risk of getting COVID than most of the population because he's homeless. And I know for him, that was a trigger, like that triggered anxiety that changed how he interacted with people that changed how um, he was able to have conversations, you know, that changed, you know, that, that made him more argumentative, like it triggered things. And so I think it's, I think right now it's really important to talk about um, our crisis uh, team and, and what you do uh, here at the Coffee Oasis because um, the youth that we serve, I feel like, are always in crisis, right? It's, they're, they're always in crisis, meaning, you know, there's less um, 
sustainability, there's less consistency, there's less, um, you know, there's less things in their lives to help keep them out of crisis. And so um, I think it's really cool that we're able to sit and kind of talk about what we do. Um, so, well, what you and your team do. Um, so can you tell me about uh, our crisis, crisis intervention program uh, for the Coffee Oasis? What, what does that look like? Absolutely. So our crisis program uh, offers two different uh, uh, methods of connecting with the youth. The first one is outreach, actually getting out into the community and meeting youth where they're at, whether that's uh, just being outreached on our own, whether that's contacting or being contacted by uh, law enforcement or a fire department saying, hey, we got a youth uh, and they're really struggling right now. Do you uh, do you mind coming out and, and uh, connecting them to some resources? Uh, we just hired a uh, new uh, a new job description. Uh, we hired Thad, who is our crisis navigator, and his job is to meet with those youth in that crisis moment and connect them with the appropriate resources uh, so that they have some type of stability and also building relationships with them uh, so they have somebody that they can trust in, our, in their lives. Um, him and I, over the last couple of weeks, have actually gone out and uh, interacted with the numerous uh, youth camps that are in our county. Um, it's unbelievable to think that uh, there are so many homeless youth uh, when you think of King County or, yeah. or Snohomish County or even Tacoma. Um, we found a, a pretty major camp. Uh, we were initially greeted with hostility because they were very protective over their area, um, but eventually they were able to warm up to us, see that we weren't a threat, and we were able to go in and just hear their story, see what's going on. Um, and you know, you spike, speak of the pandemic, uh, yeah. you know, our youth don't have uh, the ability to have proper hygienic, uh, yeah. you know, washing their hands, sanitizing their hands, there's no running water, they're sleeping next to where they've gone to the bathroom. Um, so they have additional stresses on top of what, uh, you know, normal uh, youth living in a, in a uh, stable family has to deal with. Um, yeah. So... Our, you know, that's our outreach piece. Um, we also have uh, therapists uh, that we contract with, uh, as well as a chemical dependency counselor that we contract with that are able to also go into uh, the environments that these youth are in and meet with them on the spot. Uh, the biggest challenge with a lot of youth is that we have these big uh, mental health facilities, uh, and the idea is that they feel, they believe that youth will get themselves to their therapy appointments at these facilities. Well, you can't expect a 16-year-old whose parents aren't involved in their life to ride their bike on the highway to get to a therapy appointment. It's just not going to happen. For sure. And yeah. so what ends up happening is you have this disconnect where there's services, but the youth can't get there. So we have the ability to meet that youth where they're at. So whether we meet them in our cafe, meet them at our library, uh, meet them at a park in a public space, uh, we have the ability to connect with them on a, a more meaningful level. Uh, yeah, and I think, I think what you're saying about youth not being responsible enough in, in some ways to go um, to their appointments or make, you know, make sure they make it to those appointments is because a, a lot of the time I feel like our youth are in fight or flight and even more so, our youth tend to grow up faster than they have to. And so they, they take on responsibility, but it's a responsibility that helps them survive. And if they can, if they can move forward surviving, with air quotes, you can't see me, but um, they're going to keep doing it the way they need to. 
and, and not necessarily focus on something that that will help them, but um, is not a priority, right? They want right, right. They want they they want to survive. They want to do what they can. They you know they they're in crisis, and so for them, a priority isn't to make it to my therapist appointment. And so no, that's exactly yeah. it. I mean, it's it's how do I get to the next day, not how do I get to the next month? Yeah. It's, it's that fight or flight of where am I going to sleep tomorrow? Where am I going to eat tomorrow? Uh, and so they're not thinking about the longer term effects of, of what's going on. For sure. Uh, and they don't have, you know, they, they oftentimes will forget about their, their, their appointments or what they've got set up. So being able to get out in the community, out to where they're at, uh, benefits them much more. So um, it's us pursuing them in a, way, in a sense rather than pursuing us. Yeah, uh, which is important because these youth, you know, they they do they're struggling with what whatever's going on in that moment, and they're always thinking minute to minute, and they're not thinking about the bigger picture. So being able to pursue them and say, hey, we want to meet with you. Uh, let's connect uh, at this time or this time. Uh, are you available right now? Let's let's do this. Um, really has an impactful uh, and meaningful relationship to help them succeed. It's building that platform underneath them. The other uh, part of our program is we have a 24-hour uh, crisis text line. Uh, and it's a very unique text line in that uh, with most text lines or most crisis lines uh, in your, when you're in crisis, you give them a call or you text them and you may be getting somebody that's uh, from Portland, Maine or Florida who doesn't yeah. know your area resources. Uh, and so it's often just a, a de-escalation tact. And you know once you're de-escalated, um, you hang up or you or you disconnect from your, from the text line and you're kind of left with what was left what what kind of caused the problems in the first place um, and eventually you're going to be in crisis again uh, they're not really able to help f facilitate you to resources because they don't know your area they don't know what's available um, so our our unique system is that we are specifically specific to kids of county and so when a youth does text in we do know the resource we do know what's what we can send them to we know the area so if they give us a location we can identify with that location uh, and that's just much more tangible for them to feel like they're being supported um, we had a couple uh, text in uh, to our line a few about a month ago uh, and uh, they were in Palsbo they had moved out here from uh, uh, the East Coast and they didn't know the area very well and their car broke down and they were essentially homeless and they were at the at the bus terminal there in Palsbo and um, they somehow got our line from a, a friend and they texted it in and we were able to identify that we had uh, space in our shelter and so uh, it was 11 o'clock at night and I drove up and I met with our uh, director of youth programs and we carpooled up, up north we uh, picked them up, brought them down here, and now they have a place to stay while they're trying to get back on their feet. And so that's just phenomenal to be yeah. able to have those boots on the ground. Um, yeah, and, and, and again, it's great because it, it goes back to, to that relationship, you know. And in past episodes, we've, we've talked about um, how the Coffee Oasis is different from a lot of other programs because it's based around a relationship, right? It's not a... You have a problem or a need. Let's help meet that problem and need and then send you on your way. <laughs> exactly. It literally is, you are here, you have a problem, you have a need. Let's try to help fix that. Let's, let's help you get the resources you need. 
But then we don't just drop off and, and stop contact, right? We continually try to meet with them. We, we try to make sure they, they know that they're cared for, you know. Um, exactly. It's, it's pursuing them. It's, it's building that relationship yeah. and walking with them through their entirety of their, their lives, basically, um, or at least as long as they're going to have us. Um, not only are we connecting to other resources that we have within our programs, we're all also connecting them with resources outside of our yeah. programs in the community, but we're never stopping our pursuit of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though some might not at that time be wanting that pursuit, um, we leave the door open. We're, we're very blessed to be like, hey, right now I see that you're, you're not really interested, you, you've got things going on, but hey, the door's open come back when you're ready. And, you know, we get yeah. a lot of youth that do that. Yeah. I was going to say, even in my year of, of being here, um, you know, I've seen youth here consistently for two or three months and then they disappear for two or three months and then they come back and are like, Hey, I I'm ready to do these things now. Like I'm ready to, I'm, I'm ready to let you back in. Um, and I think that that says something special about what we do in, in all of our programs. And I think, I think the, the crisis intervention program is really unique because you guys are meeting them when they're probably at their highest level of need and then helping them stay connected after even. And so I think that that's really unique and, and, and a really cool um, feature that the Coffee Oasis offers. Um, so can you, can you tell us a little bit more about this crisis line? Um, and, and can you share some, maybe some statistics about it? Yeah. So year to date, we've received over 4,700 texts, wow. um, January to, uh, now August. Uh, and it's been phenomenal. It's been great. We have, sometimes we have youth that text in once and, and allow us to, uh, allow themselves to vent, uh, and their frustrations or tell us what's going on. And then it's done. And we have other youth that, uh, text more frequently to us and, you know, for me, that is awesome because I don't see, okay, they're texting in about the same issue six or seven times, but that's six or seven times that they're not harming themselves. Yeah. That's six or seven times that they're not calling 911 because they're suicidal. Yeah. Um, and so we are doing, uh, supporting them in that, in that moment uh, and working with them to help deescalate themselves and letting them know that uh, our, our text line is you know, there for them whenever they need it. Uh, I have some youth that uh, texted in two years ago. We didn't hear from them, uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, two years later, they're texting in again, uh, and it's been phenomenal and um, just awesome. It's been able to also get the community involved. We have little ladies that really love uh, to volunteer, but they can't really do it in the, in other programs that we offer. So uh, they are able to get online and they go through an eight-hour crisis training and subsequent trainings uh, to learn about things that youth are going through, learn about things that might trigger youth and how to work with those youth through it. And really it's, again, it's not just a text line. It's not just you texting in, uh, youth texting into a line and, and it's a one done thing. It's about building a relationship. I really encourage my volunteers to, hey, check in with these youth every so often, see how they're doing, uh, ask them about their day. Even if everything's going great, just talk to them because that builds rapport, that yeah. builds that supporting platform for them to succeed. And, and I love I love that you you brought up a little old ladies doing this because I think that this is such a unique and easy way for people and I, I, I use the word easy loosely because I know the word can be tough, but 
it's an easy way to volunteer and sit at home on your, your phone or your computer or whatever. And, and, and just have a conversation, right? Like how many of us as adults who have somewhat of a stable home life just need someone to talk to sometimes? And, and how important is that? Right? Like, exactly. I remember being a youth and, at one point, you know, I, I wasn't like super close with some of my friends and I was going through some stuff and I just needed someone to talk to. And again, I had a very stable home life, a very loving home life. And I knew that I could go to my parents. I knew that I had people to go to, but a lot of the time there's so many youth out there who don't feel like they have someone they can go to, or even more so. I feel like the people they do have in their life, they feel won't understand what they're going through. So there's no reason, again, air quotes, um, to have that conversation. And so I think that the crisis line offers that really unique uh, possibility of having a conversation with somebody that can remain semi-anonymous. You know what I mean? Like Exactly. And, and, it's t- and to your point there... Um, and I don't know the specific percentage, but I, I want to say somewhere around 8 to 12% of youth uh, reported on the most recent Healthy Youth Survey that they didn't have an adult to turn yeah. to when they were struggling. But also the idea, too, is that um, texting is, you know, our generation so used to it. Um, whereas with a, like a phone line, a phone crisis line, if you're amongst friends and you're yeah. in crisis, you can't just say, excuse me, I'm going to step back and make a phone <laughs> yeah. call over here. But you can continue to text, and they don't know what you're texting about. Yeah. Um, and so it's very anonymous. Uh, and it allows our youth to actually engage somebody when they're in that moment, yeah. but also be around people that do care about them or, or um, not um, giving off you know, what, what they're doing. It's not something to be shameful of. Uh, it's not something to feel guilty about. Uh, but it is something that is very helpful. For sure. Uh, can you, I know you already shared a story um, uh, about the, the couple that, that texted in. Um, can you share us another story of how maybe the, the text line has um, made a positive impact in uh, the life of a youth? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been phenomenal seeing how many youth have entered Coffee Oasis programming through the text line uh and a good example is we had a a young lady who is struggling with uh relationships uh in her family and so she moved into another uh she moved out and moved into her own place um she was renting from a a woman uh and kind of shared just kind of i think it was a bedroom off of where uh this leather lady and her child were staying and uh that became tumultuous for her and so she connected with us through the text line and and we were able to communicate with her over several weeks uh, and we were eventually able to get her connected with our case management programs here uh, and once she got into case management we were able to get her out of that house and into one of our uh, supportive housing, uh, Nelson House I believe and uh, I I'd never met her other than the text line and so we had a, a few years ago we had a, a youth, uh, celebrate youth uh, um, event and uh, she got up on stage and, and kind of identified who she was. And it was for the first time I got to put a face to a name. Yeah. And uh, that was awesome. That was just amazing. Um, it was such a blessing to be like, wow, you went from here in, and you were in your worst way to here where you're just succeeding and being amazing. Um, and, you know, that, that in itself, most 
text lines, most people don't get to see the other side of what happens, of what turns out. And so they're left with this like, okay, we, we helped here, but what happened? What's, what was the future held, held? And so with Coffee Oasis, because we are very relational, we get to see what happens um, at the end of, or at, you know, as they move on and, and start succeeding. Yeah, and, and, and again, you know, when you work with youth pretty much at all, um, you know, obviously seeds are planted, right? Um, and most of the time you get to see little things come from that, but nothing ever, um, I wouldn't say substantial, nothing huge because they're still, they're still growing. And so I think that, that, that what you're saying right now is really, really awesome because you, you got to really see the fruit from that seed. Um, exactly. And, and again, when you have an ongoing relationship with, with youth who, um, are in our programs, then, then that happens, right? Like, um, I know you and I share, um, a common uh, previous employer um, working specifically with youth. Um, and so I, I, I know that you probably felt that way working for that employer, just like I did. It was, it's, it's amazing to know that you helped plant seeds, but when you move on to whatever your next um, uh, job is or whatever, you never know what really is going to happen exactly. with those youth. And so um, again, I think that, what we do and what we offer and the crisis line is no no different the crisis intervention program is no different that that eventually you might you might see some of that that growth from those seeds being planted i kind of um, want to yeah. talk to talk to what you're saying there yeah. um we've we partner with one of the school districts in kitsap and uh, especially during this pandemic time um, one of the things that they've struggled with is connecting with their at-risk youth and, and identifying if they're doing okay. Yeah. And so they've actually relied on our on our crisis team to be the eyes and ears and to go out and s outreach to these youth that they're concerned about. Wow. And it's been phenomenal to get out there to uh, uh, go to these youth's houses and, and make sure that they're doing okay or connect with them in some way. But bring that knowledge back to the, the school counselors of the, of the district. Yeah. And be like, your youth's doing okay, here's what's going on. Um, and, and everything's fine. And that gives those counselors, you know, much more, uh, it helps them get through what they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it's, I think, I think that's what makes our program so cool is that, that other people want to be a part of it. Um, and, and we do rely on that. Like we, we, we're relying on partnerships with the school district we're relying on volunteers to help uh run the crisis line um you know i i think that's so special that we invite our community in to be a part of it um but i want to talk about you for a second um can can you tell me what makes you so passionate about the work you do for the coffee oasis specifically in crisis intervention so i've always been one of those people that uh when the anxiety goes up i go down i go calm and uh, on the flip side of that, when things are calm, I just, I don't do well. I'm not very comfortable uh, in, in places I've become a very uh, much an introvert. Um, but my passion is literally just coming alongside youth when they are in their worst part of their life uh, and walking with them and empowering them and encouraging them uh, to know that they're going to, you know, this is just a bump in the road. This is just a, a kind of a, a, a tunnel, but there's gonna be light at the end of that tunnel. Um, it's a blessing to be able to teach them coping skills, to work on de-escalating them and to, to just letting them know that uh, there is going to be an end to the darkness, uh, just as, as God created the end of our darkness. 
Um, and so it's just, it's been a really blessing. That is something that I'm so passionate about. Um, I ended up getting my master's in crisis response and trauma and uh, just learning more about trauma-informed care and uh, in working with youth that are, are just in a dark place. Yeah, man, that is that is amazing. Um, and, and I'm sure we could sit here for hours and just talk about the different things that um, you've experienced working with youth. Um, but, but I would like to just ask you, and this is kind of where we're going to end, um, what message would you like to tell youth or people who are, um, people who know youth who are experiencing crisis right now in this moment? Absolutely. And I think the biggest challenge uh, that people don't understand is that we're, we're such a, a fast driven uh, race that everything is uh, go, 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 go. Um, but what we lack is we realize that, you know, that there are things that need to be slowed down. And so I really encourage uh, people out there to um, listen Stop, listen, provide impactful and intentional empathy and hear these, these stories that these youth have to tell. Um, that way you can encourage them and, and help them, help empower them to uh, move forward. Uh, tell your story to them so that they understand that they're not the only ones that are going through something like this. Uh, it's just about being very aware and very in that moment, uh, in that period of time with those youth. Yeah, that's... That, that's great. Um, now I want to ask, uh, I want to end it here. Um, can you share with us the text line number A, um, but then B, can you tell us what um, the text line is, is meant for? Absolutely. So the text line is, uh, it, you can text HI uh, to 360-377-5560. Uh, the uniqueness of that number is it's our administration number. So even if they call that number accidentally, they're still getting somebody with the Coffee Oasis uh, who can get them connected to somebody who is is uh, able to support them. And so um, what was the other part of your question? So so what is this line for? How, wh why, why should youth, when should youth text this line? You know, that's kind of an open-ended question. Um, I know, that's why I asked it. <laughs> everybody tries to identify, you know, oh, I'm not in crisis or, I'm, you know, this isn't that bad. But honestly, like I said, pain is personally defined. What is crisis for you may not be crisis for somebody else. For sure. And so I really just encourage uh, youth who are struggling with any type of situation in their lives, whether it's parental relationship issues, whether it's feeling suicidal, whether it's feeling like they're having trouble or difficulty with a sibling that they just, you know, are butting heads with. At any time that a, a youth wants to reach out and, and just talk to somebody or vent, um, we're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, we're open for you guys. I love it. I love that even if you just simply have a bad day and need someone to talk to, you can text this line and there's someone there for it. Um, someone there for that youth. Um, Josh, thank you so much for joining me today um, and, and walking through crisis intervention and, and what you do here at Coffeeo, but also um, having this resource available. I know that this is a huge blessing to our community. And I also know that there have been people outside of our community who have texted in, correct? Absolutely. We've had people from uh, Portland, Maine, as far as Guam. Crazy, crazy. Well, Again, Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, 
everybody who is listening, please know if you are hurting, um, if you need someone to talk to, if you are a youth experiencing crisis again, which can be personally defined, uh, please text our, our crisis line and have a conversation with somebody. Um, yeah, so again, thank you, Josh. We'll, we'll see you guys next time. Again, thank you uh, to Josh Goss uh, for joining me today uh, on today's episode. Remember, if you um, are a youth or you know of a youth experiencing crisis or who could just benefit from just having a conversation with somebody about um, having a rough day even, uh, please feel free to, to text or have them text Um 360-377-5560. Again, please, please uh, give people this phone number if you uh, know that they are hurting or experiencing some sort of crisis. Um, if you are a youth um, who is in crisis or who needs someone to talk to, please, again, text this number and have a conversation with somebody. Um, they can help you get the resources you need uh, to continue to walk through what you're going through. Again, that phone number uh, is 360-377-5560. You can simply text the word hi, and we have volunteers and staff waiting to have a conversation with you. That being said, everyone, Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of Street Lives Podcast. Uh, if you listen to this um, and follow this, please like, comment, subscribe. Um, you can follow us on uh, all major podcasting outlets. Um, you can leave ratings on most of them, uh, but please, uh, please do that. Subscribe, follow, comment, like whatever it is you can do, please do it and share this. Um, this information is important for youth in our community. So please, please, please share this podcast with your friends and on social media. Um, Again, the Coffee Oasis is here to help change the world for homeless youth. Um, and this is an amazing way that we can do that. And it's not just for homeless youth. It's for all youth. Again, thank you so much for joining me. We'll see you next time. Josh Rawlings, mixed by James Redfern.